Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Guys, we're back. I'm so glad that we are all back together. The person I have today, I it took a little while to grab her because she's got a lot going on, but finally I was able to get Domina Franco. You're going to fucking love this episode. I'm not going to say anything. It's a, a blast. You're going to love it. Follow Domina at Domina Franco, but she is shadow banned right now, so that means you have to put in D-O-M-I-N-A underscore F-R-A-N-C-O. You have to put the whole name in to grab her. But her Instagram is amazing. I follow it religiously. She does Sunday moan days and like all these like questionnaires. And it's just a great, it's a great account. You're going to fucking love it. But remember, you have to put in the full name and enjoy. And I still didn't take the pants off. So I had yet to explore scrotums. (laughs) But um... (laughs) You know, I, I had yet to explore them. And, um, I mean, I didn't actually do anything. I just, like, put my hand on it. And, um, it's like a nice gentle pat. Just like, like, good job. Boom. Like, I get tested twice a year, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, I'm out here on these streets. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm- uh, we, I don't think we've actually talked that much about blowjobs on this podcast. And one, oh, I really? think. Yeah. Uh, one, I, not that I have, like. I love giving oral. I. Love it like 95% of the times. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't want your dick in my mouth. I don't, I don't yeah. want it. Well, for sure. And it also depends on the dick. It depends on the day. It yeah. depends on the way that, like, what has that, is, is there swamp ass? Like, has the dick been running around all day? Like, mm-hmm. is the dick fresh and clean? Mm-hmm. Is the dick mm-hmm. attached to someone who you're like, literally so wet for? Like, mm-hmm. what is, what is the situation? Exactly. Is it sunny? Is it cloudy out? Like, I don't know. Have um, you eaten a good breakfast? Like, what are you, what's going on? Am I gassy? Like, because sometimes when you're at the angle, like, your butt's oh, no. just like. Where you're bent fart. in half or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. No good. I was. Um, I can also give you tips for all these things. Yay. You can also be like, we can talk about like tips for like, not, and we shouldn't just make this blowjob centric because like clearly like I'm not sucking dicks anymore unless they're like attached to a strap on. But like, um, anyway. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, we can do all type types of trick tricks <laughs> of the trade for oral. Right. Um. For any gender, I think in general, I'm still to this day a little bit afraid of oral. As a young adult, I was very afraid of it and didn't suck mm. my first dick until I was 22. Okay. I yeah. didn't give blowjobs until I moved to New York City. Well, and like I was like fucking guys in college, but uh, they'd be like, "Don't you want to play with it?" And I'd be like, mm, "No, not really." Yeah. I like. Yeah. I would literally like push it away. I was so afraid. I one, I had adult braces though. I was just so afraid that like oh, something was gonna happen. Yeah, and I didn't want to be that girl. Well, and I feel like there were so many urban legends about braces mm-hmm. getting caught. And then like, not only is there the concept that you might be causing somebody pain, but then also that you're like attached to their pubes by your braces, and then you're like some terrible like, you know, cautionary tale that went to the ER because your braces were like cut up some guy's schlong you know what i mean right you you could have been that you know and which 
that means that you're taking the schlong and just kind of going like this, like on your teeth. Which like, is it? not the way. No. <laughs> that is a, like a number one no that I tell you immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. That is, that is, although a little teeth, but it has to be done. Like that's level, that's BJ level, like 501. God, I wouldn't even like. I didn't even get to like UCB level 501, like like an improv. Like I'm not gonna like deal with like someone <laughs> genitals <laughs> without, on a 501 level, right? Mm. Without training, no. Yeah, but you have a really good story about my first my first real. Well, I I actually have a precursor story. Oh, perfect. And then the story because it it raises the stakes. You know, yeah, that's perfect. Um. So you want me to just launch into this? Yeah. Let's just launch into this blowjob story. Okay. Um, so when I was, mm, was I 15? Like 15 or 16, I moved to a new town. I had left, I'd been in an all-girls school, and I started going to a public school. And I was only friends with this one girl, and she wanted to set me up with this guy, Rich. And Rich was older and he worked in a screw factory and he drove a K car, which is like one of those really old, I don't know if y'all know what a K car is. Like it's essentially like, think about like those old 1970s, like Lincoln Continental. Oh, okay. I can mm-hmm. see it now. I can see it now. With like a red maroon velour interior. And um, he, I always describe him sort of like as like a very nice, he was a, he was a nice guy. But he like had very little social skills and he was sort of like pizza dough with like rat turd eyes. And like, but he was so turned on already. I'm yeah. But I had not had like a real boyfriend and I really wanted the practice because I was now Mm -hmm. already in 11th grade and I just like hadn't really done much. And so I was like, well, God, like. I can't be going into senior year or then to college without knowing how to do anything Um, because I was like such a good girl, quote unquote, good girl. We'll talk about respectability politics some other time. (laughs) Um, But um, so so anyway, uh, this girl that I become friends with at the new public school, public high school, she sets me up with her friend Rich um, and Little do I know that he's like, I think he's like 19 or 20. And so me being like 15, 16, that's a big age difference at that time. So like problematic, like looking back on it, power dynamics, not so great. Um, But at the time I was like, oh, he's older. He has a car. Right. Like we met up like she came with us on like the first like meetup. Right. Like pseudo blind date. We went to like the pizza parlor and like he had all these quarters and like we played a bunch of music on the jukebox and he bought like pizza for us. So I was like, oh, my God, he's so baller. And like <laughs> he um, and he like picked like it's so, so cheesy. He picked you two's with or without you like that. He That was his song choice like for for me. Apparently, I was like, we don't even know each other yet. How am I having this song? But like, clearly, I thought I had made such a big impression. Um, anyway, Rich and I start dating and it's like the beginning of the school year, right? The fall. And then like we date all the way through and it's like, it's like almost Christmas time and it's cold. And I remember this very distinctly because 
we went on this date and he we drove around to look at all the Christmas lights of all the people's houses. And then we drove back to my house and I lived uh, with my parents in like a condo that was like a three unit like condo. And the driveway was this like really long driveway. And we like drove up and all the snow was crunching under the tires and we sat there and like we had made out and stuff. But I was like, I was so innocent. It was like when I think back about it, it was like really kind of adorable. I was like so innocent. And he wasn't he didn't try to ever push anything. He he really was a good dude. Um, But we're sitting in the car and I like I clearly know like that my practice boyfriend has a penis, right? And like, <laughs> and I'm like, I've seen them in pictures because I had seen penises in the joy of sex, which was like hidden in my mother's dresser drawer. And I was like, whoa, that's what they look like. Weird. <laughs> but I need to see this in person. And, you know, so years later, I'm dating Rich. We're in the Lincoln Continental in the driveway. And we're we're kissing and I wouldn't even call it making out because it was not uh, that elegant or, you know, uh, well timed. <laughs> but um, we're kissing messily. And um, and I'm like, you know what? Be bold. Be bold, Domina. Right. Like and I just like put my hand on his crotch and it was hard. And I was like, and by the <laughs> way, I didn't realize that it, it's soft and then it's hard. I just thought like. It's hard in there. Okay. I think that's a thing a lot of people, myself included, think for a long time. That you didn't know that it was like soft and then it gets hard like yeah. when they're excited. Yeah. I had no idea. I was just like, there it is. There is the penis. Right. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm doing this. And I like, and Danzig's song, Mother, was playing on the radio and it's like this to me is like the saddest montage. I feel like if a movie of my life ever gets made, I want this scene in the movie because I'm like, this is the worst song ever to be like trying to give your first blowjob to. So anyway, I like unzipped his pants. And of course, it fucking springs out like one of those like clowns like out of a jukebox. Like, do 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 Right. Like, palm, right. Like it just like popped out. And I was like, whoa, that is not what I was expecting. Because, you know, when you see like a line drawing in a book from the 1970s, you know, like from The Joy of Sex, you don't like think about it as like, even though, you know, it's going to be flesh colored. Like it just was not what I expected. Yeah. You don't you realize know? it's going to be like a 4D experience, you know? Right. It's completely Especially from, like a line drawing. Yeah. You're like, wait, oh, my God. Right. And I was like, now it's out, though. So, like, clearly now I have to fucking do something with it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I can't just, like, and it's, like, the winter. It's not totally warm in this car, even though he kept the heat on. But, like, I was, like, okay, so I, like, put my hand on it. I was, like, that's enough, right? Like, I got it. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I didn't actually do anything. I just, like, put my hand on it. And, um. Like a nice gentle pat. Just like, like, good job. Boom. Like, like, yeah, cupped it. And, um. I wouldn't even call it cupping because like I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, the balls were still in the jeans. It was like just the shaft was like sticking out. <laughs> and um, and so then I was like, oh, my God, but I'm supposed to be giving a blowjob right now. Like in my mind, I was like, this is, you know, this guy's like older. He has a car. He has a job like he could have anybody. He couldn't have anybody. But <laughs> um, 
But, and I like, I got so overwhelmed that I just like leaned over like to give the blow job and I freaked out and I just kissed the tip of his dick and then I went, okay, bye. And I like jumped out of the car and ran into my house because I was like, I couldn't handle it. I didn't oh know God. what I was doing. So I just kissed the tip of his dick and then like ran out of the car. That is the sweetest thing in the world. And, and, <laughs> and then we were hanging out like the next week and I was like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm still on this whole trip of being like a practice, like practicing having a boyfriend and like, I'm going to be a good girlfriend and gender roles. I'm going to cook dinner for him, whatever. Right. And um, my mom uh, this is like way long backstory, but my mom used to uh, work teaching uh, in illiteracy. So she had this guy who she used to teach to read every every week. And um, so it was that particular night she like left. And I because she left, I like just made extra dinner for like my dad and Rich was coming over. And I'm like 16. The only thing I know how to make is like spaghetti. So I like brown up some chicken. I cook some spaghetti, put on some like tomato sauce, whatever, and like make like the most like literally basic meal ever. And my dad comes down. My dad is a very like stoic, uh, probably on the spectrum engineer from Australia. He's like a very stoic human being. And um, I can tell he doesn't like rich. <laughs> Which is like not a surprise because like Rich is like works in a screw factory and looks like a lump of pizza dough. But um, <laughs> I can't get over <laughs> the lump of pizza dough. He just did like it was so pasty. But um, so anyway, um, we're all eating dinner. There's literally no conversation. It's the most awkward shit mm. ever. Not a romantic dinner with the practice boyfriend. And um, so anyway, my dad goes back up to his office, which is on like the second floor of the condo. And me and Rich are sitting on the couch and we're watching this old house because that's like my favorite program. It still is. And um, <laughs> and we're watching this old house and like Rich is pawing me and like trying to make out. And I'm like, we're uh, we're trying to watch like them gravel this driveway. And um, we don't want to miss anything. And right. I'm like, they're graveling this driveway. Like, why are you doing this right now? But um, so anyway, I'm like, fine. OK, fine. We'll like make out. and. We're making out, and I'm like, okay, now you're now you're gonna do it. And I got on my hands and knees as if I was like so sexy, right? And I like, I clearly knew when you unzipped the pants, it would just pop out, uh -huh. right? And it did again. That's exactly what it did. And I was like, okay, right? And I still didn't take the pants off, so I had yet to explore scrotums, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I, I had yet to explore them. <laughs> But I was just like, I maybe I didn't even know if that, that existed. I just was like, here's the dick. Um, and so I like started to like kiss on it because uh, that's what I kind of thought like a blowjob was. This is the 90s. This is before porn, folks. And this is like before people know that you like really like go for it. And um, and then I was like, OK, but I did know that like you're supposed to suck on it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to do that. And I started doing that. But I went a little too fast, too quick, too deep and didn't know about the thing called gag reflex. Mm -hmm. And she's a son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. 
I have control over her now, but like <laughs> at the time she was like, fuck you, who do you think you are? And um, you just kissed a dick last week. Like, who do you think you are? And um, so, yeah, I went full on. And um, yeah, the entire spaghetti meal, uh, oh my God. including chicken, it, it hadn't even had time to digest. It literally looked almost essentially the same as it had like 20 minutes prior. And um, <laughs> you're just eating off his dick. <laughs> and um, and so I am kneeling there, and I have just puked up spaghetti all over this guy's erection. And my dad's upstairs, and I'm like, oh my god. And I, you know, when I hurt myself or when something really bad happens, I actually usually laugh. Mm -hmm. Like that's my mm -hmm. reaction. And I just started laughing and he was like it's okay it's okay and I just started laughing and I was looking at him like this is why am I trying to practice on you I'm like not even attracted to you but I you know anyway so just as I'm like this is all happening in a nanosecond by the way like let's give the time frame here uh we're not like sitting there for 45 minutes with spaghetti on his dick but like all of a sudden there was an automatic light that was at the at the door that was going into the TV room, which was how you like got into the house. And it was late. It was the winter time. And the thing is, is that the automatic light goes on and you have about maybe two and a half minutes until whoever turned the automatic light is actually at the front door. And the front door had that like cheesy, like faux stained glass, like mm -hmm. in the door mm -hmm. class, class act. And, um, and I can see my mother's jacket, like the color of her jacket. And I'm like, oh, my God, we have literally like 180 seconds before my mother <laughs> is in this fucking house. And I go, my mother's about to get and because he saw the light go on, too. I go, my mother's literally about to walk in the door. He goes, well, what do you what do you think? I, sh I What am I supposed to do? I go, you better zip your pants up unless you want my mother to see all this. Like, you better zip them up right now. Yeah. He goes, you want me to zip my pants up with, with pants full of, full of puke, right? Like this. And I was like, uh, yeah, what's the alternate? Like, come on. And I, and I just started zipping his pants up for him, <laughs> right? And he zips the pants up and he puts a pillow over his crotch because, of course, also the puke is like seeping through his pants, right? And literally just as he like it couldn't look more disturbing like he zips his pants up he had he like my mother's walking in the door as he's crushing a pillow onto his crotch and i'm just standing there looking like like a deer in headlights like ah and uh like clearly my mother knows is something is is rotten in denmark yeah um, a little suspect a little suspect and she's like she's like sniffing and around the she's sniffing and she goes, what did you make for dinner? Oh, my like God. this. Right. And she goes, what did you make for dinner? And I was like, uh, spaghetti with chicken. <laughs> like, uh. and meanwhile, Rich is just like Rich is like probably having like PTSD. Right. Like he because he's just sitting there like oh like like war torn, like shocked, like with a crotch full of spaghetti. And um, my mother goes, where is your father? 
where's your father? Like this, right? I go, he's, he's up in his office, like where he always is, whatever, right? And um, my mother goes, mm-hmm, like this, right? And she like looks at Rich and she looks at me and she goes upstairs, right? To talk to my dad, clearly to be like, your daughter is like hoeing it up in the TV room, right? <laughs> Literally sucking on the sectional. Right. Literally, literally does like she not know that like I'm actually quite a quote unquote good girl and don't know what I'm doing. And um I quickly take Rich by the hand and I like pulled him into the powder room near the TV room. Mm-hmm. And I like and, and all of a sudden I was like really in charge of myself. I like I went from being this like kind of not knowing all of a sudden I was like no, I know how to deal with this situation with my parents. Like this, okay. I've unzipped his pants. I made him stand in front of the toilet. I unzipped his pants. I literally like scooped all of the spaghetti like off of him and just zipped him back up, washed my hands. I was like, you have to go. Like you have to go right now. Oh my God. And he was just like, what, what, what? And I was like, go, leave the house now. Right? Like, that's right. <laughs> you have a car. Just get in it. Get in your Lincoln. Get in your Lincoln Continental. Blast your Danzig and get the fuck out of here. And um, and so um, yeah, he he still wanted to date me after that, which is amazing, right? Like, and then I know I'm the jerk here because Christmas came and he brought me a stuffed animal for Christmas. Uh, like a little teddy bear and I was like you don't even know me like you clearly don't even know me because I would like never have a teddy bear but Mm -hmm. you like think that this is like what a 16 year old girl wants right Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow we're not we're not aligned here rich (laughs) like this is this is not aligned like you know get me art supplies you know get me get me something else but not a teddy bear and um yeah, it was holding a heart, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" It had like a Santa hat on it, and um, uh, so I, I broke up with Rich like right after Christmas. I mean, you say you're like the bad person in that though, but like, what else could you have done? Next would have been Valentine's Day, and then another holiday is Easter, which I feel like people like gave each other gifts for that shit. And all of a sudden, do people do dates give each other? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Easter? It's just like the next holiday is Easter. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's gonna be someone's birthday and the other person's oh, yeah. birthday. Like you yeah, yeah. ended it. I mean, my God. And Fourth of July. What are you gonna do about that? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. barbecues. I mean, I can't commit to all that. Like. <laughs> I can't I, commit to a life with this guy in no. this Lincoln Continental who like works at the screw factory. No. Like no. you can't have pizza dough with spaghetti. It's too much pasta. It's too many carbs. <laughs> too many carbs. Yeah. So I mean, you know, blowjobs. I think it's a sensitive subject. <laughs> Especially in the nineties. Like were the nineties good to women? I don't know. I just think we didn't have so much recording of how terrible it was. I mean, mm. has any time been good for women? No. But yeah. like if you go back and like look at the early two thousands, like fashion, like it was not good to us at all. No. And there was a lot of like a lot of slut shaming that I felt like was more in the early two thousands than the late nineteen nineties. Do you think it was because of all those backless halter tops we were wearing? That there was a lot of G string like plastic thongs that did no one favor. Well, not plastic, but it was just like that really hard material that would like go from your clit to your ass, and it like wasn't cotton. It was very cheap. Oh my god! See, I am still to this day, granny panties hundred percent of the way. 
I mean, like, okay, I have a few thong things that are essentially like I wear them for about 35 minutes, like right before something's about to happen and then take them off of me, make the magic happen. But I don't wear that shit during the day. I don't need to rub my asshole off on a thong. I mean, yeah. like, like literally. You're not wrong. Like Mel's things happen. Like says the girl who poops herself all the time. I have actually. I don't want to jinx oh, myself. Ha- I've never it- sharted. Oh, okay. I've never. Okay. I do. I shit a lot. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Like right now. Um, last month I destroyed my body. Uh, uh On it's all right. It was from grief. It's totally fine. Aww. I dealt with it. But so now I've just been chugging kombucha like left and right to get it back. Okay. Fun thing. Your though, flora is like flourishing. It's not yet. Okay. Right before it flourishes, it's like, what's happening? And what you just like on? you just shit. You're just shitting everything wow. out. Mm-hmm. So your colon's like squeaky clean. Oh, so clean. You can eat out of it. Like it's so clean. If we could get in there. Yeah. <laughs> they get cameras in there. They can do it someday. Yeah. Someday. And I've had a few a few uh, endoscopies, colonoscopies. They're just a hoot. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other sex story. Those you know? are so fun. I you know? That is where I need the most tips because the oh, first really? time, um, me and really my boy did it. I, it was so painful. I did Wait, it all wrong. Are, are we talking that you were giving it or receiving it? I was receiving it, but I wasn't fluffed. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I literally like, was like, have you even, put it in. Do you even have an anal training kit? Um, we have stuff, but but That's I was great. the one that was like, I wanna, I want you to stick it in right now. And truly, I thought he got it all, and he was like, I literally got a centimeter in yeah. before you screamed. Anal is so fun, and it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Caveat: like, it is not for everybody. Not everybody's gonna have a blast with it. But I think the reason that people, I think there's a few reasons. First of all, people do not prep themselves. Which was they, my mistake for sure. Yeah, they don't prep themselves. Then they try to go too fast. And then there's the whole psychological component of like the the fear of poop. Well, guess what? Like you're putting something up your butthole. So there is very likely going to be poop on whatever that is when it comes out, whether yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a dick, whether that's a toy, you know. So but yeah, I mean, um, I always want to be like, clearly we know, um, like that's my sex educator voice. Clearly we are aware. Um, <laughs> but uh, clearly a lot of people are not aware. Um, and also I shouldn't assume that anybody is. But, um, you know, the butthole does not lubricate itself. No. It sure doesn't. Um, so like y'all need to be like just up and up and up in the, the lube use you know and then also using certain types of lube that aren't so just like liquidy that you would use with like say a vaginal penetration mm-hmm. like using something that has a little bit more staying power. you'd more use like an you'd use more of more an of oil. a gel oh no. a gel oh, no not oil. an oil okay oh, God. let's talk about oil versus water-based sure sure well this oil is, uh, destroys like... condoms right correct yeah yeah ding ding um and it also <laughs> You are correct. You win a RV. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Um, road trips for anal sex. Um, but uh, yeah, no, definitely stay away from silicone lube. Okay. Um, and stay away from any oil-based lubes. I love how people are like, ah, I'm an I'm an ecosexologist. I lo- like 
I love using coconut oil. I'm like, well, you're punching holes through your condoms. Um, yeah. So that's not a great idea. And guess what? Also, you're probably ruining a lot of your sex toys unless they're stainless steel or glass. Yeah, because oil also destroys silicone. silicone. Yeah. I always say silicone, but silicone toys. Yeah, silicone. Yeah. yeah. And like silicone. And you would think that silicone lube and silicone toys, you would think that those things would just play very well together, mm-hmm. but they do not. Um, and I just think there's so many water-based lubes on the market. Like, just go for water-based lubes. There's gels. Um, there's even CBD infused mm, lubes. Okay. Oh, get on that, especially with the butt stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, because that shit will calm your butthole down. But um, yeah, CBD lubes, a lube that is like a little thicker, has a little bit more staying power, but still water based. Okay. Um, and, you know, using an anal training kit before you decide to like put a real thing up there. Yeah. Like after it happened, I was like, whoa, I did all of this wrong. Yeah. Um, we have Sliquid. Is that water Sliquid, or? Sliquid is, well, Sliquid has um, both types. Okay. It has a, Sliquid is a great brand, has a lot of different types of lubes though. So make sure okay. that you are um, using the water-based type. I will have to check. And Uber Lube is fantastic, Uber but Lube, Uber okay. Lube is silicone. Okay. So no bueno. Like, unless you're doing fisting. Um, or unless you're using stainless steel or glass, mm-hmm. um, or like some kind of stone, um, then you can use silicone lube. Okay. Um, or if you're what we like to call fluid bonded, um, which means like you're having sex without condoms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard that term before. I like it. Yeah. Fluid bonded. Um, you should always discuss everything with your partner before becoming fluid bonded. <laughs> Buy fluid bonded. Trademark. Um, yeah, um, definitely, yeah, if you become fluid bonded with a partner, i.e. you've gotten your STI testings, you know, you've done that pretty regularly, whether you're multiple partners or just one partner, monogamous, polyamorous, whatever your situation, um, I get tested twice a year, mm-hmm. you know, because like I'm out here on these streets, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm getting mine. so. Um, so I get my testing done frequently, but, um, once you know that, like, you know, that your bill of health is sorted, um, yeah. And then maybe you're not, maybe you have different birth control methods, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a, maybe your partner has a vasectomy or, you know, um, which is like, exactly. so So great. Um, I had a partner with a vasectomy. It was like the best thing ever when I was still like dating cisgendered men but um (laughs) but uh yeah um or you know you have your own form of birth control if you're a person a vulva vagina Mm -hmm. owner and you have um you know you have your own version of birth control then that's cool you know or you want to get pregnant you know go ahead do you remember the baby batter get it going (laughs) do you remember anal for jesus or something do you remember that was that okay? See, I was not raised with any formal religion. Oh, um, I went to Catholic school. So. I went to Catholic school, but that's because I like was a hellion who like couldn't make it through public grade school, middle school. Um, but was it that they just thought like it's fine to fuck in the butt, but just like don't fuck in the vag? Yeah, yeah. Long story short, yeah. 
Which, and, like, now as an adult, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, no. Right, right, right. But then also, there's so many problems with the concept of virginity anyway. Mm, like, mm-hmm. which I, I love in the sex ed community. We just call it a sexual debut now. Huh. Sexual debut. Your sexual debut. Yeah. How wonderful oh, is that? I'm going to use that with the kids I need. Yeah, yeah. Like, because the thing is, really, is like, what we've always considered like quote unquote virginity and also this whole like losing your virginity lord have mercy right but um is all based on like penis in vagina sex and you're like well that is by the way not the only sex hi Mm -hmm. if we want to think about me and rich like on the couch and the spaghetti like that is oral sex right yeah but i for a very long time before i became a sexologist um, really considered myself having been a quote unquote virgin until I was 19, which is when I had first penis and vagina sex, mm-hmm. right? Like heterosex. Heteronormative, you know, typical P and V sex. And then looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, no. Like, I totally was trying to like slob the knob with Rich. <laughs> like, you know, like, and that's oral sex. And then I definitely, you know, one I I got much better at blowjobs, everybody. Um uh and I continued to do them for a large majority of my life. Um I was definitely, you know, gave blowjobs in my senior year, you know, and that's yeah. like so it's like so like when do you actually have your sexual debut? This is a big question. And also like also who gives a fuck? Like yeah. this is the other whole thing. Like only the patriarchy gives a fuck about when someone is like officially like your flower is smashed, you know, like yeah. this kind of bullshit. This one uh, performer on Aqua Sex like a month or two ago told a story. It was like two sex stories, one where she may have technically lost her virginity and the other one she's like, no, this is like definitely like very cut and dry and clear that I lost my virginity there. And, yeah. Um, and she, long story short, she just like felt weird about the first one and I was just mm. and like afterwards I was like I think you just get to choose like yeah it's your fucking story totally. like it's your life you choose when like this is when it happened yeah um and then just to go off of like you know getting away from P in V being like the only type right like it when when are we gonna cancel a foreplay like when can we just stop calling it foreplay uh, yeah didn't mm-hmm. you say that I think you uh, said yes, that yes I do I say it all the fucking time because guess what foreplay oh it See, do you see how angry my face mm-hmm. got? And for those of you out there listening, <laughs> you can't tell, but I have incredible eyebrows and I get very angry very quickly. Um, <laughs> they uh, are great. Yeah, they're very serious. But um, foreplay is also a bullshit vehicle of the patriarchy. Like, like work, work the femme identified person up enough so you can ram your cock in there. That's essentially the idea of foreplay is just to get the femme body, the vagina vulva owner body warmed up enough that it's wet so you can ram your dick in there. Like, no, absolutely not. Like sex, literally sex is the whole thing. And it's also in between the things Mm -hmm. because that's what revs you up for the next time. Mm -hmm. Like, so foreplay is just garbage. It's, it's totally like, it's nonsensical. It's something that was totally just 
started by patriarchal forces of evil, you know. As yeah. everything is. As most things are. And then it also implies that, like, any other type of sex is secondary, which then can be implied that, like, any other type of sexuality is secondary. Completely. Um, yeah, because also, like, it's funny, the person who set me up with Rich turned out to be gay, and she and I ended up hooking up our senior year. Yeah, oh. I love, by the way, <laughs> our our host here, <laughs> her face just like was like, excuse me, what? Um, well, I was like, oh, did you guys like meet each other like years later? Like mm-hmm. re-meet? And you're like, nope, no, next year. No, the next year. And like, would that have not been considered sex? Because like, honestly, we were two cis, two cis femme identified, well, femme, I don't know, uh, female identified folks. like. Um, and that's not like typical heteronormative sex. So like, was that not even, do you not even count that one? It's like, and then there's also the body count situation, like, and how stupid that is, Mm -hmm. like how many partners we have and like what kind of how that, you know, puts our market rating, right? Like what's my market value? Because I've had, you know, single digit partner number versus double versus triple. You know, like, yeah, all of that is just (laughs) exasperating. It's tiring. And, like, that's why, like, even though now rewatching, like, Sex and City, it was so problematic in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so speaking of sex education, Mm. what right now would you like to see changed in general sex education for kids? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Well, what age of kids are we talking about? Are we talking like kids' kids or are we talking about like middle school to high school kids? Let's say middle school to high school. Let's say like they're now very aware of their hormones. Okay. Maybe they can't talk to their parents. They definitely probably don't talk to their parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, just a little caveat before we get to the middle schoolers and the high schoolers, which absolutely need help because adults need help so they definitely need help. also very true yeah. oh god there are so many adults that need help um i can't even that's like why I, I potentially have a job for the rest of my life but um kids need to be taught body autonomy from the jump that's mm-hmm. like where we plant the seeds of consent and like where we plant the seeds of like, right, we don't just touch people or we don't have to be touched if we don't want to be like, these are very simple lessons that by the way, five to eight year olds completely get and they get them like real quick. Mm -hmm. Like they don't need a lot of explaining. Like you can be like, did you want to hug auntie Lucy? You didn't. Great. Don't do it. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to share your teddy bear? No, you don't. Great. You don't have to do it. Like, those lessons literally can be taught in like a day mm-hmm. like and kids completely pick them up because kids are so sharp. Um, once we get to middle school and high school, I think if those things haven't been if that groundwork hasn't been laid, which it definitely huh, hasn't been laid. Huh, um, <laughs> I still like have this sense of humor of a middle schooler. Um, that groundwork hasn't been laid. and so. It hasn't been laid in this country for sure. It does in the Netherlands, Denmark, I mean, Amsterdam, all these places. They teach they teach kids this stuff really early. Um, and actually, the sexual assault rates in those countries are way lower. 
um, statistically speaking. So um, if we haven't laid the groundwork, by the time someone gets to middle school or high school, mm-hmm. how do we expect them to, to, to know anything aside from what they've learned from their peers mm-hmm. and what they, at this time, in this day and age, with internet and online porn and all this stuff, which, by the way, I'm so not anti-porn, but I, I, I'm not anti-porn. I think that we just need to tell young folks this is entertainment. This is not actually really sex. Mm-hmm. Like, this is entertainment. It can be really hot. Like, yeah, sure. Look how hot that is. Mm-hmm. Go, totally. It's a turn on. Okay, great. But that's entertainment. That's not necessarily sex. Yeah. And so I think the problem is, is that even in states where we do comprehensive sex education, which is sex education that is med- medically accurate, uh, imagine that. Um, and whoa, groundbreaking. Um, and med- medically accurate and like talks about uh, birth control options and things like that. Um, where abstinence only education has been proven to not work. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's statistics, there's pregnancy rates in states that are doing abstinence only. Guess what? Your kids aren't abstinent. Yeah, they're just not. So you might as well teach them about sex and you might as well teach them about birth control methods. And the fact remains that if you allow religion or dogma or whatever to get in the way of the absolute human reality that humans want to bump uglies. Mm -hmm. Right. That like you are. You're not preventing anything. Mm -hmm. So um, I also think for the sex ed that's happening for middle schoolers and high schoolers we are for those that are getting the comprehensive right they're getting like they're getting the like use condoms here's birth control blah de, blah de, blah they're not learning about pleasure yeah they're not learning that it's like literally like, we literally do this for pleasure we do this for fun and they're not learning to they're they might know the words consent especially now i feel like those are things we never learned about in my I mean, honestly, we just learned about pregnancy and mm-hmm. wet dreams. Like, I don't even I, think I got wet dreams. I think we just we learned about and I, I nocturnal emissions made it a very deep, <laughs> a f- deep impression on me. I was like, whoa, they just come in the middle of the night when they don't even know they're going to do it. Like, oh, whoa. have you not? I did not. I've never. That's never happened to me. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. I did have a dream that I had sex with Bruce Springsteen once. That was so hot. I might have at that time because I woke up and I felt like Bruce Springsteen and I had actually fucked. Yeah. And it was really great. Do you do you snore? I don't know. Okay. I make weird little noises when I fall asleep. It's like the equivalent of like, so like I snore and sometimes like right before I'm about to wake up, I can hear myself snoring, but I'll think it's something else, but it's just me. Uh-huh. And so usually like if I'm coming in my sleep, it's right. Like it's going to wake me up. So I'll be like, oh, my vagina is doing things. And then I'm like, oh, and I'm up. Wow. Like, and this happens to you like frequently? I say at least like once a month. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. That's yeah, pretty great. I mean, I know that it happens to to vulva vagina owners, but I didn't like I've never experienced it. So like it's not lucid like Gina Bloom, who has a podcast on this network, like lucid yeah. would lucid sex stream. I, it's totally not lucid. Knows. Like the moment it happens, it's like done. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. 
Oh, wow. That's yeah. so fan- good for you. That's amazing. Thank you. I've worked very hard on it. I'm like, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> That's awesome. I just assume like it happened to a lot of people because like no. obviously like dudes like wet dreams. So it's like, oh, so, so when vulvas, wet vulvas, dream too. Well, not this one. Yeah. I mean, I got to work hard. I got to work hard to get there. But like that's, you know, um, yeah, I, I think I wish kids were taught more about pleasure. I wish that they were taught more about communication mm-hmm. um, and actually not just sexual communication, but dating communication. Yeah. Like how to make sure that they're both having fun on a date and that like and that, you know, what everything that they do Right. It's not like leading up to this is leading up to sex. Like, guess what? Like all of your dating, it's courting like it's all of it is is related and all of it like sparks the fires that make you interested in somebody. Yeah. And um, and that like that pleasure to receive pleasure is wonderful, but to give it is wonderful and that they should be invested on both ends of those you know, yeah. and all along that spectrum of pleasure. So I really wish that um, young folks were taught that more. Um, comprehensive sex education is something. It's like, thank God, at least. Mm-hmm. But like, they really need to get up on their pleasure game. Yeah. You know, I yeah. really wish um, when parents talked about it, I wish love was taken out of it. Mm. Yeah. I hate that it's like, oh, you do this with someone you love. That's what my mother told me. Yeah, yeah. and same. Yeah. And like my mom it was a nurse for a long time. I definitely got a lot of information from her that wasn't about love. Like I got very like technical technical stuff. Which and, is cool. And and uh, it's so great. And she would talk about loving sex and like yeah. ha- love having sex with my dad. And so that was cool. That's definitely like or traumatizing. <laughs> a little bit when you're younger, but when you you're get like, older. Oh, wait, gross. Like me and my brother walked in on them all the time. Really? We all the time. I love that they were like fucking all the time. All the time. That's One time, so great. Broad daylight, they were in their like walk in closet. And it's my fault. It's my I fault. I love this. I was trying to find my mom. I must have been 11 or 12. And the upstairs rooms, there mm-hmm. was like a mini key. That you could use as an emergency to open the doors, like it like sure, went into a hole and locked. Yeah, so I couldn't find my mom. My dad was like, "She's probably downstairs." And I think I like legit freaked out. Was like, "I can't find my mom." And so I opened <gasps> their bedroom door. Okay, and I saw feet <gasps> in the like walk-in closet, and it was four feet. And I was like, "Where's what? mom?" And he's like, "She's downstairs." The props to them. So thinking, yeah, I've always been very That's lucky. So awesome. Yeah. By the way. I love how adults get worried about this because guess what? The things that you think you're breaking to these kids, they've been talking about with their peers. Oh, yeah. Way earlier, like on the school bus, they've been or, you know, or in school, they have been talking about porn. They have been talking about all of it, you know, so, you know, you're not like dirtying their minds or something you know like no they know they definitely know that's why it's like let's give them all the actual tools Mm -hmm. and it's important i mean it's important for the parents to have a plan like how are you throughout the stages of your child's development how are you going to talk to them about their bodies Mm -hmm. about how their bodies interact in the world how their bodies interact with other people and then eventually what when it's age appropriate sex mm-hmm. and and everything that's involved with sex like by the way fetuses masturbate in the womb 
Nuh-uh. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's amazing. It's been caught on tape. Yes. They must be so bored in there. Like, what else well, are they going to do? It, it feels good. Yeah. Like you said, it feels good. And yeah, fetuses master literally sex is from cradle to grave. Like, Love fetuses that. masturbate in the womb and people still be fucking in the nursing home. And we know that because the highest STI spiked rates is in nursing homes because they think they don't need to use condoms because they think all they have to worry about is pregnancy, which they think they don't have to worry about anymore. That's why I don't like I, I understand why it's like such a thing, but I just get so mad of like, why is this such a thing when like everyone does it and everyone goes through it? Like, and why is this such a thing? Everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody does it. It feels fantastic most of the time for most of us right there are some people that it doesn't and i think we should and i will because as a sex educator i want to make sure that there are as much as i can that there aren't people that are sort of erased or forgotten Mm -hmm. but there are you know there's people on the asexual spectrum that are not interested in physical intimacy maybe they're romantic they want to have partnerships and companionship but maybe they don't want to have sex right or they have varying degrees of sexual interest, right? And then and then there's people who have physical conditions such as like um, vaginismus where it just hurts to have yeah. sex. So there are people that don't want to have sex, but there's a shit ton of us who do. Yeah. You know, and who enjoy it and who want it. And so, right, like it's hilarious that it's like this thing that everybody's doing it. Everybody wants it. And Mm -hmm. if they're not doing it, they want to be doing it. Yeah. Like, and yet we like control it so much, you know, and I, I get stuff taken down off my Instagram all the time. I have noticed. I saw that. You've had a few in the past like couple of weeks. I'm afraid they're going to shut my account down, but I'm like, fuck (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Fuck y'all. I'm here to bring the truth. Yeah. uh, right? It was great. It was amazing, right? Dicks are crazy. Blowjobs, what? Who wants spaghetti on their dick or to throw it up? I've actually never thrown up not drunk, and I am mortified of the day that that happens. Well, as a kid, I did, but, like, not... Ever since I hit college, I have never thrown up sober because I actually have a fear of throwing up. So that was a little triggering for me, but it was great. I had a great time. And remember, you can follow her at Domina Franco, and, again, the whole name... When you type it in, so D-O-M-I-N-A underscore F-R-A-N-C-O. Bye, guys.